This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Love them every trash, CMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98 7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. You've made it to Friday. February the 23rd, 2024, DNR with you, 9870 ESPN. Rick out, just, just one more day, just today, and then back with us on Monday. I say good morning to my compatriot for the entire week, the great Dan Grassa. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Happy Friday. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. You know, I asked yeah. you pre-show, has the, the, the week of waking up at this really, I mean, let's be fair, ungodly hour gotten to you in your response? Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I'm good to go. There was maybe uh, maybe like a Wednesday somewhere around there where it was a little challenging, but I am feeling fantastic today. Fantastic. Well, most people, we run through like a daily of how do you feel today? Monday, great. Tuesday, okay. Wednesday, eh. Thursday, not so good. Friday, oh, thank God it's the last day of the week. You are one of the few that has, has just kind of owned this. Well, I've done it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind. I mean, it's sporadic. It's interrupted. It's not routine, but it's still like I, I'm no stranger to it. So I feel great. Good little hockey game we had last night. Nick's back in action. A lot of things going on. I can't wait to talk about it, right? A lot of things going on. Morning roast, of course, today. Stuff you Ooh. missed, of course, today. Um, I'd like to dedicate the show today to a, a man who is, who is bat- battling, battling, battling. And that would be... One R.J. Santillo. I agree. We missed him yesterday. Well, we, we missed him. Now, Bauer did well. But R.J. is great. the R.J. is the lifeblood of the show. Without R.J., the show almost doesn't continue. He was unwell yesterday. He took today. He slept. I said, R.J., how you feeling today? Figuring, oh, you know what? Had the day. Feeling much better. He's struggling. He's struggling mightily. He's a warrior. And for that, I dedicate this show to him he was like hibernating like a bear yesterday right P- poor rj yeah I mean, this is this is like five days now of illness for him too yeah and there's like no it seems like there's no end in sight at least to 100 percent recovery well I mean, because I hope it's okay because we're such now let's be fair we like weirdos neurotics like, yeah well i don't yes yes neurotic yes. but also like weirdos yeah. I said, um, you know, how, how you feeling? Like, like just to get a gauge of where, in fact, he was. He's like, I'm pretty much at the uh, the other team's forty, a- as if if he said, you know, I'm not feeling great. Like, he couldn't give me a, 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 on a scale of one to ten. I'm a seven. I'm a four. I'm a two. It had. I'm such a moron. It had to be dumbed down to. I'm at this yard line for the opposition. And if like, it depends on what football team you want to compare it to. Like, if it was the two locals here, normally that would be the end of the drive. Right. When you get to the other team's 40. But if it's a championship-caliber team, like, there's st- – yeah, thank you, Ray. There's still a lot of real estate to cover here. So we're going to assume 
that, of course, this is championship quality stuff, that he's still got some ground to cover, and that's going to happen over the next couple of days, right? I hope. I, I, yeah. I hope he battles today, mo- next Monday, you know, a couple days from now, Monday, he's back to, to full health. But I worry for him. And RJ, if you need a kidney, it, like if this does turn out that it's, you know, some kind of an issue with the kidney and you need a kidney, I'm your guy. Uh, I appreciate that. A couple yeah. of things. Yeah. First, thank you to Raymond and Thomas Bauer yep. for the job they did yesterday. They did a very nice job. Uh, two, and I'm sure you'll touch on this, I'm glad you guys went to the brunch. I would have felt very bad had you not. And three, it is very concerning to me that you're dedicating the show to me while I'm here yeah. <laughs> as if I won't be here soon like you know something, and that makes me sad. I thought it was a nice apropos analogy to be at the other team's 40 as if, you know, we've crossed over like it's an illness. We've crossed over to the other side. I said, you said, how do you feel? I said, basically good enough to, you know, not complain about it, still be here. We all go to, you know, we all go to work. I, I, I would imagine I'm not contagious. Uh, and well, I hope not. Imagine you get the whole office sick from this. No, that'd be terrible. Terrible. All five people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but good enough to be here the way I was before you, I I. T- I tailed off literally as you could hear it happening, which is troubling, over the four hours on Wednesday. So I felt how I felt uh, before that show, which is, I'm here. It's good enough. And that's where I'm at. All right. Again, kidney needed. I'm your guy. I don't like that you you imply that I might not be here soon. No, I'm Didn't not you bring anything. up the kidney earlier in the week, too, of course. for some reason? Do you well, know- it, listen, it's a, it's a common organ that can go south, and if it yeah, does, I'm here for you. It's almost like you're looking to unload one. Yeah, like it's no, I, no, I'm not, no, why would I want to be sliced open and give up a kidney? No, it's just my generosity. This is like at the deadline. You know something. That kidney's about to yeah. go, and you want to unload it. <laughs> right. No, I'm not looking to get a, a one for the kidney. I don't uh, want your kidney on a bad deal. You know what? You like, can't I- have my kidney any longer. Forget it. All this argumentative nonsense, you cannot... Have my kidney any longer. Listen, you gave your kidney a long-term deal. That's your problem. Um, And we're paying that kidney too much money. So, yeah, the brunch, we'll get into the brunch, certainly. But last night, if you're a Knicks-Rangers fan, if you're a fan of, you know, teams at Madison Square Garden, like I am, like Raymond is, you had yourself a heck of a night as Mm. the Rangers throttled, throttled, sorry, Dan, the Devils, and the, uh, the Knicks went into Philly and beat... A team that most Knicks fans just can't stand. So, great night if you're a fan of Madison Square Garden teams. Yeah, great night. Um, you know, I think your kidney would do a better job tending the goal than what the Devils are trotting out there right now. So, the Rangers certainly took advantage of that. Knicks, obviously, the guys that they had in the lineup were more than enough. They had a nice big lead. And even though Philadelphia made it interesting, they still found a way to hang on there. And... I guess, and this usually tends to happen because it's happened a couple of times already this week with the show. We heard from some of the baseball particulars after we got off the air, of course, particularly down in Port St. Lucie with the Senga saga. Um, I, you know, I, this was my fear. I knew something was wrong. Like, like you know, like a mother's intuition when they just they just know it's like you, they they feel the forehead of the child. They're like, this is going to wind up being this and this and this, and they know exactly what it is. I knew. I knew. Yeah, I knew. This is going to be something real. And here's what upsets me the most. And we'll get into to Senga and the Mets and, and all, all baseball later on in the show. I really, I'd be stunned if they went out and signed one of these big free agent pitchers. The odds are not in their favor right now. I mean, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, David Stern said as much yesterday again. He kind of doubled down on their approach this whole time. And look, I think if you are one of these pitchers, and, and Boris, of course, is repping them, 
when you see something like this happen to a pitcher, and this is just one case. Remember, we've only had spring training for a week already. You know that there's going to be other teams with other starting pitchers who are going to come up with some sort of an ailment, and then that is just going to maybe drive up the price or the incentive even further for one of these guys to get the money they want. But it ain't going to come from the Mets. No, it doesn't sound like it's going to, and the Mets pitching is going to be, I mean, let's be fair, a real concern, at least for the a, a good portion of the start of the season. So we'll, we'll get to that. We'll open up the phone lines to the Mets fans a little bit later in the show, but I think we start with the Knicks. I mean, you know, I, I was talking to John Winthrop, who went out to the brunch with us yesterday, our esteemed program director. He says, if the Knicks, this is yesterday before the, the Knicks game, obviously, he says, Knicks lose this game tonight, and panic sets in from the Knicks fan base. Well, you know what? Like, they have all year long, they answered the bell, they came out, they crushed Philadelphia early, really, for all intents and purposes, ended this game. It did get closer, but it never got to the point where you're like, Oh, my God. Right. It never yeah. got to single digits. So it was always pretty comfortable. And the Knicks in the end easily, I would say, beat a shorthanded undermanned Philadelphia team. And we talked about it yesterday, right? Like that was the first of three times these teams right. are going to play in the next 10 games. A- for the and Knicks. the only one in Philly next to her. And at the, Garden. the only one in Philly. So you want to bury this team and continue. Look. Not just the Knicks. I think every team that Philly has played without Embiid, I mean, they're doing a good job of beating the Sixers team. But you want to do your part. Because, look, I don't know when the hell Joel Embiid's coming back. You don't know. Nobody knows. But you want to continue to at least put this team further down the standings so you don't have to concern yourself with them at all. And they did a good job last night, like you said. Undermanned. Wasn't pretty. But they just found a way. And now you're going to come back on tom- uh, tomorrow night and you got Boston. The one team you probably don't want to see in your building, and, you know, we kind of yesterday tossed around, Dave, remember, well, if this Knicks team is going to be without, let's say, I think we used Julius Randle as the example, right? If, like, they're not going to have him the rest of the year, how do you think they would fare up against the rest of the Eastern Conference? Tomorrow's going to be a pretty good test, right? How you match up against the elite, even though you have an undermanned team a little bit. Uh, yes, I mean, you you go into that, at least I go into that game thinking to myself, the Knicks are probably not going to win this game which I, I think makes it a little bit easier having the realization that that's, it's a really tough task. But you're right. They needed to win the game last night. They won the game last night. And, and maybe this is kind of a loser attitude. I look at tomorrow night uh, as almost like a house money kind of game. Like if the Knicks can really just compete. I mean, the Knicks are very undermanned. Hardenstein played, what, 10 minutes last night. So I, I don't know how they beat Boston. If they do, that would that would be magical. And I think if they do somehow beat Boston tomorrow night, you start to have these these visions again of, you know, why can't we move up to the two or three seed? Because tomorrow night is is a legitimate big-time task. Well, the thing, too, about Hartenstein, didn't Tibbs say he's going to be on a little bit of a minutes restriction well, here I, I, forward, which... Minutes restriction, I, I get. I didn't realize it would be like not play for a week and, and, and play 10 minutes, though. Well, the problem is, remember, when, he, when Mitchell Robinson went down... And he got into the starting line. Remember, he was playing almost, it felt like, 40 minutes a night. Like, he was, like, really burning the candle at both ends. So, it's caught up to him a little bit. Remember, he had to miss a few games because of the Achilles little strain that he had. And, you know, let's bring up his name again. Not a bad night for the throw-in again last night, don't you think? Precious? Yeah, the throw-in. I got to tell you, Precious Bogdanovich, I mean, just terrific. Really? I mean, because Brunson... Even though his stat line was good, his numbers, like his shooting was not great. He didn't he shoot turned the, the ball. ball over a lot, too. He turned the ball over a lot, and he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He, he did his thing. Like, you look at the, the assists are good and points are good. But, no, if I would have told you, I don't know, at the beginning of the season, the Knicks would be where they are 
and late February be buoyed by Bogdanovich and Achua to win a game in Philadelphia, you would have had me checked in somewhere. No, you're absolutely right. And I think you created a new player, too, when you started talking. I don't know if you heard that. You said Precious Bogdanovich when you were rattling off him. That could well, be like the no, player's no, name. There was supposed to be a comma there. But no, like but, was, but it sounded uh, good. Precious like there could be a guy, Precious Bogdanovich. <laughs> you know what? I got to be honest. I think that the Bogdanovich family made a, had a misstep. Well, I don't know what his, I like his relationship status is. But if he's if he, if he's got like you know significant other whatever I don't know if he has kids or not but if he does decide to procreate or if he you know wants to continue to do that I think the name has to be Precious Bogdanovich. Precious, it sounds nice. It does, and yeah. you could get credit for that, by the way. I didn't realize I said it, but I, I didn't mean I, I didn't make a misstep. I just I, it, there was maybe an unknown comma there. Like oh Precious. no, I got it. But see, that's the genius of you. Inadvertently, uh-huh. you created this fictional person that should be a real human being. Isn't that really the genius? Without even that knowing, is, without even know knowing, I, I just create great radio. You don't even know it, baby. Do I, not even know. Um, but no, I, like it, it was a good night um, because, as again, we were talking about it at the at the lunch yesterday. That boy, if they lose this game to an undermanned Sixers team, which is still trying to figure things out themselves in their new reality, then we will be sitting here this morning like, uh-oh, what's going to happen with this Knicks team? But we're going right. to talk about that. That's right. You, you could put that to rest. And, and they didn't just go out and win the game. Uh, they went out and, and made a statement. They, they led by, what, 27 points at one point? I mean, they yeah. absolutely undressed Philadelphia. And it got... You can't say it got clo- it got closer. If it never gets to single digits, it didn't really get all that close, right? Probably not. But any look, it's the NBA. A twenty point lead could disappear in you know five minutes, and and it did. It went from it, tw- it went from twenty to twelve in like a nanosecond. But again, I mean, you get production from guys that you did not expect to be producing at this point of the season. And I think it's fair to say what you're trying to do if you're the Knicks right now. You're trying to tread water, right? Like I mean, we'll see what happens with Randall. Hopefully, he's able to come back. Hopefully he'll be able to get a, a better version of Hartenstein moving forward and not 10 minutes in like two rebounds in, in a game. Ananobi would be a, a, a huge piece to return. Mitchell Robinson would be a huge piece to return. So we sit and we wait and we're pleased that the Knicks win last night. You check it off the list and you move on. And two, you never know how you're going to be after a long layoff. Like they, remember, they haven't played in a week. Right after the All Star break, so some guys could be rusty. Some guys could have went away to you know Cabo or whatever for the week, and maybe they're not on their game. Just get the win. They did, and now you see where you stand against Boston tomorrow. Should be that, fun. That's right. That's right. Kind of a, a litmus test against the uh, the Boston Celtics tomorrow night. So one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We're we're happy that RJ is here with us. We're happy the Knicks won. Many of us, myself, Raymond included, are happy the Rangers won. Um, and we have a lot to do today. We're unhappy. I think everyone's unhappy with the Senga news, right? Even if you're a Yankees fan, you're not an animal. It's like, oh, great, Senga's hurt. So everyone's unhappy with that. No, but there's we animals got a- out there. You think that there's like no, there's, people? Yeah, there's animals. Yeah, you think yeah. there are people listening to the show right now? They're like, yes, Senga's going to be shut down for quite a while. Yeah, 12-year-olds, like if you hate the Mets, like if you're like Mr. Yankee fan kid and you hate the Mets, yeah, you're probably thrilled that the Mets are dealing with something but that could why, potentially make their why, season worse. Why, if you're Mr. 12-year-old Yankees fan, would you have any care in the world about the Mets? Well, because you have no life. Because your life is, is your life is measured by how your team does in relation to, let's say, the other team that gets well, attention no, no, no. in this town. As a Mets fan, 
I understand why you would have that feeling against the Yankees. As a Jets fan, I understand how you would have that feeling against the Giants. As a Yankees fan, I don't know how you or why you'd have that feeling about the Mets. Well, because they've become a little bit more of a rivalry, certainly over the last 25 years. Interleague play, the Subway Series, it's a thing. And, and remember, they're competing for attention as far as the baseball conversation is concerned. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Here. Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not prepared to sing today. We did that yesterday. We did it very well, too. Oh, my. It was epic. It was a little islands in the stream. That is what we are. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to the Knicks in just one moment. I'm ha- I had a tremendous misstep, and I apologize for that, and I will in just a moment as well. What would um, you say? I said it never got below 10. I, it, I, it got to, I think, 5. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounded like right off of Saturday Night Live, that skit right there. Uh, that little, yeah. uh, it, it, but the thing is, it, it got under 10 for like a, a nanosecond, and then it got right back to 10. So I, I forgot, and I apologize for that. Did I, I forgot. I mean, I'm just as responsible, right? But I was locked in doing the, the hockey game last night. So I was just kind of like getting updates for the majority of a right. like no, the first it's, half. It's, honestly, yeah. it's, it's a really bad job by me, and I apologize for that. I think I got that to five. The Knicks took a three, were fouled on the three, got back up to eight, got to 10 again, and then... And then that was it. So I guess it got a little dicey. But I, I never really truly thought the Knicks were going to lose that game. And, and they never did lose that game, of course. They win it. And they, they, uh, when they, they really, because if they would have lost last night, I think you would have had the, oh, God, here, here, here it comes. Because now Boston on Saturday, and you could see a six-game losing streak staring you right in the face. Right, because you're saying to yourself, well, shoot, if they can't even beat a diminished Philadelphia team, right. then who can they beat? And then, you're, you know, we still have no idea when Randall and OG are coming back. And I, I saw something like somebody was wondering, I forgot who it was, like, boy, could there ever be a scenario where Mitchell Robinson is the first of those three guys to actually make his return to the lineup? Well, I could told that happen? the other day when we played the game, right? RJ asked us during the CMT the order who, who's going to come back. And I said, I think OG is the first to come back. And I stand by that. But, you know, it sounded when he originally had the surgery, like, oh, this is a couple weeks thing and he's going to be back. And now he's like, he believes he's going to be back by the end of the regular season. You know what I meant to ask you? Because I had talked about this, but I didn't. I don't think I brought it up with you this week, with OG. So, Knicks are going to have to decide, and everybody assumes that they're just going to lock him up after the season, give him a new contract and all that stuff. 
But now you're starting to see the worst of OG with this injury. Because right, which, it, which is he's an oft-injured player. He's only played 70 games once in his career, and that was his rookie year with the Raptors. So are you signing up for you know more tours of duty with a guy who's always going to be in street clothes? I can't That's a imagine. Concern. I can't. Here's the thing. I think it's a really good question. How can you trade R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly for a guy that you rent for the remainder of a season? No, I understand. He's, he, I don't think he's going anywhere, but I think that there's legitimate concern just because this is in the DNA of the player. He's not exactly Mr. Durable. Right. No, I, I think that that is a concern, but I, I just and, – and if it wasn't – if you didn't just trade – like if he was your guy and you had had him, then I could see this being like, do, do you sign him to a long-term deal? Do you keep him? Being that you just mortgaged two really big pieces of, of your present and your future – how could you possibly not re-sign him to one of those handsome, large deals? No, I hear you. Look, it's it's going to happen, right? He's not going to be like an ex-Nick or anything like that, but I think that's something you just kind of like hold your breath and hope for the best for years to come. Yeah. That's all ab- you could do. A- absolutely. Now, I had something I was going to say, and now I don't remember. Was it the hockey game? No, I don't. Or was I, it I don't, basketball no, related? No, it, it, was, it was not. It was like off the beaten path. By the way, off the beaten path, uh, I can confirm no Romanian or European women approached Ray last night at the Rock looking for the Thursday Open. Hmm. You, you know, Raymond, uh, uh, what happened to the Thursday Open? <laughs> there was Raymond, none of that. Take me back to your place and give me my own Thursday Open. <laughs> RJ? RJ, you missed it. Raymond, take me home. RJ, did you hear what, what Raymond did yesterday? Yeah, but I'm I'm here to defend him. Oh, come on! Listen, how? how honestly, the, the, you don't what you don't realize, Dan, or maybe you do. The two of these guys will never. It's a great bond. It's like the mafia. They will it's a, never. It's a conspire situation. They will never, ever, ever turn on each other. So you could be like, well, Raymond committed a murder. RJ be like, well, it was he was provoked, and that's why. Why, RJ, are you defending him for not for just deciding all on his own? No Thursday open. Well, two things. Yeah. One, not, I wouldn't blindly defend him in a murder. I would want to know what the other person did, though. They, you know, they they may have deser- deserved it. We don't know. No. If it was like they were walking down Madison Avenue and this other gentleman cut cut him off, like sharp cut off, you'd be like, well, the sharp cut off is unacceptable. Now I know why he did what he did. Well, you don't know. Maybe that person had a, a tank and was threatening. So in the middle of Manhattan, down we're, Madison we're Avenue with tanks a, now with a tank. Yeah, I mean, with with the new congestion pricing, everyone's taking new routes. So, how many people can you fit in a tank? Like, if you wanted a carpool or like, a tank pool, like three. Are you surprised you've never turned on the news and, and and heard like a story like a tank was driving down Midtown Manhattan? Like, when do you think one give it person? Time. Give it time. We'll we'll run into that <laughs> like, at some point. Well, like, I mean, can you imagine the rage? Right, because like you know how they have the rickshaws or whatever with the the horse and buggies or whatever in New York, and you get stuck behind one of them and you sit there and want to rip your hair out. Imagine if you were behind a tank going well, I don't up. Think like a rickshaw is a horse and buggy. A rickshaw rickshaw is when uh, like a person just runs it themselves. Well, no, th- I, I meant those little stupid. Bikes with the you know you could put a person oh, in the yeah. back type the of things yeah. yeah the little bicycle things yeah where would it be the closest place you'd even procure a tank like Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn Prob- probably uh, it's still it's a long commute is there city. a Fort Sumter there is Fort <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Dix and two with all the work that got dumped on Ray while he was working his other jobs there had to be decisions there had to be cuts. And that had to go. 
Okay, so here's my issue. Yeah. Why, why should we, our show, lose out to raise other jobs? But you're not losing out. Well, we like, lost I'm, that on I'm the Thursday Open. You just if not a... for the genius of one Dan Grasso, we would have lost that on the Thursday Open. Maybe the genius was in not having the Thursday Open, knowing it would create content for you. And well, and, it, and it's and it's and the West Coast Open that yeah. Well, RJ, did you hear about the uh, came up with? Oh yeah, for me with the WC. The West, yeah, the West Coast Open. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, it's not normally Ray's job anyway. It's not like he ditched his normal responsibilities. That's the hard part. It's a, it's a unique circumstance. It, but, but RJ, we do it every Thursday. We every, do. So, so Rick wasn't here. It's his baby. He's not here. You're not here to kind of oversee things. Raymond had con- full control, and he just said, no, I'll punt on it. Well, it's like if, if you have a child, and he's crying for food, and you're like, well, mom's not here, and, and your nanny's not here, and I'm dad by myself, and you, you're, again, not getting, you're not getting again, food. Again, Rick has been trying to kill this thing for months. So what Rick does that wants say? no part of the Open? No part. I'll tell you what. Really? O- open goes away. Thursday open goes away. I'm taking Stump Rothenberg off the table, and we're going to replace it with the feud. That's just you being petty. Not being petty. Stump Rothenberg, the kidney. You're really looking to unload stuff. <laughs> let, let, let's get to some of the calls, shall we? Let's go to, um, you know, how about Stamatis Bogdanovich? That might be a, n- a nice name as well. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Stamatis. Morning. It's uh, it's the same guy as always. It's Stamatis from Astoria. Well, I, I never knew officially it was Stamatis, but all right, yeah, very nice. Yeah, tomato, tomato, same thing. All right, Stamatis, Stamatis. Um, I'm calling obviously because of my Knicks. I'm uh, elite. I'm ecstatic after last night. Um, you know the you know, what else is there to say? You know everything feels great. Uh, Precious Achua really had me going. Like watching this guy play, it's like just mind-numbing that he, this guy was a throw-in in a trade. Is He's putting up numbers like he's making $25 million a year. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, I, like, I don't... I, I wonder about the Celtics on Saturday. Um, like you said, it's house money. Just want to hope that they, they pull one out. Uh, you know, on that on that front, not much else to say. Just one small thing. Yeah. I was talking to my son. He's 18 years old. And um, I was 18 in 1994. And I before this year even happened, I talked to him about the, the night, the summer of 94, and uh, how special that summer was, watching the Knicks and the Rangers on alternate nights through that entire playoff run. And um, just, you know, I'm sure you guys could relate. I'm sure you remember it. It was, it was very special. And I'm, I'm hoping this generation of sports fans get the same opportunity that we did because um, it doesn't happen. It's exactly 30 years later, and um, I still think about it. So... Just wanted to just touch on that, and uh, as always, thanks for your time. Uh, have yourself a great weekend, all right, guys. Well, th- thank you, Stamatis. Um, no, the summer in '94, like, it was. If you didn't experience the summer in '94, and I know you did, you couldn't even explain what it was like. It, you know, a, a Monday Rangers huge game, Tuesday Knicks huge game. Back to the Rangers, they'd alternate nights. They had huge wins. I mean, the Rangers were winning some of the most unbelievable games in the history of the sport. And I know you're a Devils fan, so I. I I don't mean to rub this salt in the wound to you, but, I mean, the series against the Devils was, I mean, the Messier guarantee, the Game 7 double overtime, the Knicks and their their magical run. And, uh, again, it, it probably falls short only a little bit only because of the, the loss in 6-7 and seven to Houston for the Knicks. But, wow, that, that, that goes down as one of the great times ever as a New York sports fan. It's a great summer, right? I mean, great summer just, you know, with everything that was going on. I mean, you had the World Cup here in the United States, right. summer of 94. Uh, 
Remember during that NBA OJ thing too. The OJ during the NBA Finals that happened on that Friday night. The OJ chase. So it was. You're right. I mean, every single. I mean, you talk about if 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 we were doing this then in 1994. I mean, we would never ever have a lack of things to talk about. And you would almost know what you were leading with. For example, each and every day when you turn on the microphone, it really was unbelievable. Uh, And it and it's I can't believe it's 30 years ago. So there ain't no no, one, one cup in 84 years. Yeah. 84 years. <laughs> 84 years and one cup. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Good morning roast at 745 today. How do you feel about that? Do you have your, your roast pre-prepared? Absolutely. I'm good. To you go. do? I think so. Yeah, I feel good about it. A lot of conviction. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. You think you think as RJ was taking Nyquil and Dayquil and just you know sleeping that he was thinking about his roast today? No, no. I think you don't he think was he gave it any thought. Trying to get better, I think he was trying to get better. How about you? Are you good or what? I'm always good. I never really prepare. I don't prepare for much. Yeah. Um. But then, You're like the flow when, when the lights go on, is when I do my best work. That's what we're here for. Now, have, how about if we start the roast and I'm like, Raymond, your roast He's like, I'm not doing it because because he kind of has set the, the tone for if I don't want to do it, I don't do it. So how so about if no Raymond's Thursday just like open, no roast. He's like, I'm, I'm not I'm not doing a roast. Wow. Right. I don't want any part of a roast. that's that that could absolutely happen. And you would hold that against him. I hold the open against him and I would hold this against him as well. Yes. So if he if, if he does no roast on top of the not doing the original Thursday Open, I'm starting to get the sense, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that if he needed a kidney, you wouldn't even offer up the kidney. You, you can call it lazy. You can call it whatever you want. The fact of the matter is I made a decision. You're going to have to live with it. By the way, I can't tell you how many emails, tweets I got yesterday about how, A, obnoxious he was and how turned off they were that he didn't do the, the Open yesterday. I right, mean, this offended was, a lot of people. This was not like a, you know, it, it's 50-50. This was how dare he take that tone, and how dare he not do the Open. I had people saying, you know, uh, sending me emails, I wake up on Thursdays extra early just for the Open. And now no Open. And it wasn't there. But in tragedy, sometimes it could spawn triumph. And then we now have the West Coast Open. You're 100% right. And that Open, glorious. Um, Let's hear from Tom Thibodeau. Uh, we know we have to play hard due to all these injuries. Here he is. The thing is, coming out of the break, you're, you're heading down the stretch, so there has to be urgency to this. R- regardless of, you know, every game counts the same, so they're all very important, and we can't look past anybody, and we're, sh- we're, we're on demand right now. We're, our starting front court's not there, so we know we got to play hard as hell, and if we do that, we'll have a chance to win. Uh, and they did last night, and it's a good win on the road. I mean, I think the spread was like, I think Philly was a small favorite in that game. So to go in there and take that game early and just, you know, run them out of the building, got close, and then you took control again, it's a wonderful win for the Knicks last night. There's no there's no negative you can look at for the win last night. I'm looking at the schedule, too. Like, so they're, they're undermanned, as we know. Sure. And I know that they're going to be home now for four straight, but it's like four games in six nights. <sighs> like, that's a lot. So you, know what I mean? you have the so schedule in front of you? What's that? Yeah. I, I know we went through it yesterday. Walk me through it again. So it's Celtics tomorrow night. 
Detroit on Monday. Is tomorrow night an 8.30 game? Is that like yeah, a national they, game? Tip it off probably like 9.03. No, no, like, no uh, it won't be that late. I, I bet you like it's like an 8.43 tip-off, something yeah, like some that. Yeah, some crap like that. Uh, Monday, Detroit. Detroit it. All right, well, that, so that's a win. Tuesday, New Orleans, so a little back-to-back action. All right, well, you, you would hope that you take control early Monday and not have to you know wear your guys down too much. Tuesday will not be an easy game. And then Thursday, a TNT vehicle, Golden State. Another not easy game. That's what I mean. So, and, and you got so four in six nights. Yeah. So right now I'm going to offer you, so it's Boston. You, you assume you're going to lose that game, right? To be fair, you're undermanned, yeah. Detroit, you assume you're going to win that game. Got to win the game. I offer you right now two and two next four games. You say yes? I think you have to, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I think you have to. I think but you, you know what? This team, th- this team has actually been pretty good. I, th- I think off the top of my head, in back to backs, and it's. Be- I don't know. I don't know if they've had any back to backs like at home all season. But that's got to help. I mean, you don't have to travel, so it should be in your favor. Sure, but but you are undermanned, and the fact is that these are m- just more minutes. And and if I mean, I understood that they said they were gonna, they were not gonna, you know, overuse Hartenstein, and they were gonna manage the minutes. I did not realize ten minutes after not playing for a week plus was gonna be the the number for managing his minutes, though. By the way, you mentioned undermanned, and I, I meant to tell you, or at least point out a little bit earlier, rousing start to the Kevin Ollie Nets era last night too, huh? In uh, up in Toronto. Yeah. Where they, they managed look, to lose just less than by 30. They look they look great. It's all it's, it's all happening. Didn't what didn't Arthur say he's got like EGBs or something? Like these energy buzzes that he can give the guys? Yeah. Exactly. That I, I guess he ran out of them or maybe it didn't make it through customs. Well, it's he had 17 of them. Wow. Yeah. I don't know whether he used them all and then <laughs> what what happens if you use all your EG Was that what it was RJ EGBs? Yeah, I'd have to. I forget exactly what they stand for, but energy or, or effort bringing. I, I'll look it up for you. Something we never heard of before. But it was, something <laughs> like that. But there was. Se- I remember I just said there were seventeen of them. Imagine like first quarter. It's like all right, number nine, a ten, twelve, fifteen, seventeen. I got guys. I got nothing. He just rattles them off. Yeah, I Done. got nothing. I used all my EGBs. I got nothing left. You got to preserve. I mean, that's what this whole thing is about. But no, it's. Whew. Not good, Bob. Yes, energy generating behaviors. There's 17 of them. Why? Why didn't he use them last night? Hey, you, you know what would be troubling? What? If he ran through all 17 last night, and you still got blown out. That's what I'm saying. He's like, now 13 guy. Like he's on the, instead of calling a play, he's like EGB 13, EGB 13. I mean, things are so so bad that Joseph Sy is thinking about selling some of the team. I think it's supposed to. There's supposed to be like a new minority owner, right? Yes. Like pretty soon. You know who should buy it, Rick. Why? Well, then, as a show, it would be part owner of a team. Yeah, but then he, and I can't speak for you, but then he would probably have to take a little bit more of an active interest in them. And right now, like I was thinking about this, is there any team in our area out of the four major sports that's less appealing right now than the Brooklyn Nets? Less appealing because they just don't have a ton of fans or less appealing for what they are on? The product that they are right now. The brand, the product. And, and will be are. in the foreseeable future or just at this very moment? At, at this very juncture. So how many teams is that? Three basketball, or I mean two basketball, three hockey, and then the two in the, so nine teams. Right. right? They well, have to be ninth. Well, I mean, well, so, so Jets can't be there because there is buzz with Aaron Rodgers, It's football. Right? It's football. Uh, Giants, well, Giants are certainly not in great standing. Devils? 
I mean, no, the, you got you got you got young stars on that team that you could. It's at been least a watch. tremendous disappointment of a season for the Devils, though. Well, I mean, there's a lot going on there, and yeah. the same and the same with the Islanders. So but no, I, I think I think the answer. I think the answer. Well, and Mets doesn't feel that great either to be a Mets fan right now. But you're right; you do have some some young stars on. Like the if team. I if I said to you, Dave, your punishment. Okay, like ma- imagine if it all fell on you for not having a Thursday open yesterday. Why would so it fall on me? I- I'm just. I'm specul- never responsible for the Thursday open. I understand that, but I'm oh. saying, let's say some irrational person decided that's what the punishment was going to be. Okay, you have to sit down, attentive, without looking away from start to finish, and watch one uninspiring local performance. Like your punishment, they probably right. saddle you with the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. They probably would saddle me with the Brooklyn Nets because right. what, what I, you know, just to further that, what what moves the needle with Brooklyn right now? Like for if I'm trying to sell you like, all right, it's a Friday night. It's a it's a nice night out. We can walk mm-hmm. to the arena. Let's go to the Brooklyn Nets game. Why, why would you want to do that? I, I, I wouldn't. I right. Mean, if you're asking me like why I, I wouldn't. Simple as that. Right. I have a question for you. Yeah. Yes, Hi, sir. RJ. So if you are even a part owner of the Nets. Mm hmm. Would you use them as some kind of feeder system yes. to get better players to the Knicks? Yeah, Mikael Bridges is, is going to be or quickly. Or would you want them to do even moderately well because your name is attached to it? Like you are actually part owner of the team. I'd have to give that some thought. I'd have to give that some What, what percentage of the team do I own, though? Seven. Seven. Not a large percentage. Which is more than I think like what you know, J-Lo owns the Miami Dolphins or something like that. Or Serena Williams, because isn't that like point one percent? Yeah, something? it's like it's like yeah, nothing. I mean, seven percent is still like more money than whatever would be actually possible. No, but Rick, Rick could do that on like a Wednesday. Like we need, we need seven percent of the Nets, and Rick just you know chimes in. But the but but the biggest challenge would be like if indeed you were the one that was a part owner. I, 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 if it was me, like I don't know if I could sit there and, and you would want to because it's your baby, you're involved, your name's attached to it to a certain degree. Like, can you imagine having to like watch these games night in and night out? I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> could you imagine Dave signs off on a bad trade, sends Bridges to the Knicks for like three seconds? Yeah. And the, and, and a lot of twos. And Charlie Brown. And then the next day, Dave has to get on the air and be like, can you believe what the Nets did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How dumb is Sean Marks? Um, now, here's the thing. 7%, I still yeah. think I, I buoy the Knicks. If I'm more than 50%, like I'm the majority owner, now I think my name gets dragged through the mud if things do not go well. So you're a Nick fan. Like you're yeah. still going to remain yeah. a Nick fan, but you're going to buy into the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, well, the Knicks are not for sale. Can I buy? I, I, listen, I don't have that kind of money anyway. That's that's a that's a well, Rick obviously. Thing. But but Rick does. So I'm trying to facilitate him helping us purchase this team. Yeah, but see, I think Rick would be able to do it because Rick, remember, he's a transplant. Like he didn't grow up here as a Knicks fan. But he but he likes the Knicks. Well, that, that's great. You know what? I like certain foods too. But if you're going to tell me, you know what, you can't eat food from this restaurant, and you have to eat from a different restaurant, I'll manage. There's no attachment to it. No, I I don't I don't think that's true. I mean, he didn't grow up here. He didn't become a Jets fan until you know he was in his twenties, and and he loves the Jets. So right, I don't think which, that's which fair. is odd, by the way. And I've told him that, like the like picking up all these teams later on in life, like he has, like that that's odd to me. Well, but, there, he, but he also didn't didn't grow up like we did, right? Like the, the guy was a prodigy from the time he was a, a little kid in hockey. He he wasn't well, like a, a true fan. Like no, we I were. understand that, but but you know what's what's odd about it though? It's it's. And maybe fans don't realize this. 
it's more commonplace than you realize. As a matter of fact, I mean, there are owners in this city, team owners in this city, that grew up rooting in the same sport for teams that they now do not own in the same sport. That's accurate. 100% accurate. 100% accurate. 100%. But, but I think the allure of owning a team. Exactly. You know, moves the needle more than, than it being. I mean, not everyone is me, right? Right. Who's, who's a psychotic that if you're like, you can own the Jets. I'm like, I don't, I don't want any part of owning the Jets. So you wouldn't do that just because you're an insane Giants fan? Uh, no, I, I don't know. It would be, it would be, it would be odd. I, I think I'd probably spend the money elsewhere. Like Jeff, like Jeff Lurie, for example, who owns the Eagles. He grew up a Patriots fan. He's from Massachusetts. And I think he tried to buy the Patriots once right. upon a time, fell through. Eagle opportunity came about, got all his chips together, and now he's Mr. Eagle. Yeah, no, but, could I be that? There's no way I could do that. Like, I couldn't be sitting in an Eagles game. Like, if the Jets, if I owned the Jets and the Jets played the Giants and I rooted for the Jets, I, no, I could never do that. Well, because you, you, you grew up an insane fan before you came into this wealth. Right. But it, it sounds like Jeffrey Lurie was the same. I don't know if he was. As, I don't think anybody's as insane as you are when it comes to to, to rooting for the teams. Insane has such do. a negative connotation. Though. I know it does, but I mean, let's face it, my friend. Don't you have to at least be objective and say that is the reality? Insanity. Yeah, in, playful insanity. I know it's an oxymoron, but I think that's the case. RJ. RJ. Would yes, you go as far as to say harmless insanity? Is that insane? Fair? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't say you're, you wouldn't say you're in the things you have done. As a result of the way your teams have performed, it's well documented. Is insanity ever harmless? Yeah, I mean, how can you say harmless insanity, RJ? What do you think? That's Am why I, I said I'm insane. Like you would be talking to Ange tonight, pillow talk. She'd be like, "Do you think Dave's an insane Giants fan?" You'd be like, "Oh, insane." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think you're. I don't think you're an insane person. I think you're an insane Giants fan. That's what. There you go. You're an insane. You're fan. not insane, like as you walk. But insane has a very negative connotation. Yeah, but I think. Do you take a little bit of pride in it? I think that's what separates you. Insane? I, no, I don't want to be insane. What word? Passionate. You, different word. What did you do? To, what did you do to your wedding video or, or whatever after a game and all that? You, you destroyed. I it, snapped right? it in two. Yeah. You snap. Oh, well, that's no. That, then what do you call that? Um, you want to see the pa- matter? Passionate. Caring. I don't think that's passionate. That's I don't think that's caring. So, so Dave, so that's a crime of passion, what you're that's saying. That's right. It was like an Oscar Pistorius moment. That's no, not that good. That's, that's, that wasn't that's a crime of passion. That's not something to be proud of. That's like somebody in my, using my bathroom, boom, boom, boom. Your, that's what that was. Your voice, your voice sounded proud. I'm not proud. It was, a, it was a moment of weakness. I was a younger man. I got wrapped up in, in the Giants game. And, and drugs. No, Oscar, Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> drugs. Yeah, there, was, there might have been some narcotics. Oscar Pistorius, remember, as soon as that happened, apparently, he was immediately regretful. You, I think you were satisfied with what I was not did. satisfied. I felt badly. But you know what? Sometimes you have crimes of passion. That's not a crime of passion. There's a difference. Oscar Pistorius might have been. He's like, oh, my, what have I done? You, it was <laughs> hot. This is accurate. He's uh, Oscar is South oh African, my. is he not? He's what? He's South African. So that's the accent. Yeah, I thought it felt Australian to me. Oh, me. Somebody's in the loo. Better see who it is. No, that's Australian. Let me bring out my friend. Let's go to John in Morristown and break away from this worldly conversation for a moment. Hi, John. <laughs> hey, guys. I, I think you're all a bunch of maniacs, which is why we love you guys so much. <laughs> 
But uh, I was uh, piggybacking on what Stamatis was saying about precious, God bless you, Achua. I, I think um, he's got to be the, the, the all-time best throwing in any trade. Like, I can't think of anybody else that was a, a second thought that's, that's had impact on a, on a team. Like, not just a little bit of minutes, but true, true impact. Uh, no, he's been a, a wonderful addition. And, and, and thanks for the call. And the truth is, is like, I don't know if you ever would have gotten here if you weren't in a position where you, you had no choice but to play him. You know, this might wind up being a positive solely because, I mean, all the injuries, uh, Randall being hurt and Ananobi being hurt and Hartenstein being hurt and, and Mitchell Robinson being hurt. And then you're like, well, I might as well play this guy. And he's he's been a godsend. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, and I'm just pulling it up right now, like his first couple of games as a Nick, like after the trade, I think he barely played. Well, of course he barely played. Let me see. I mean, the, the, um, when they acquired him, yeah, as good as Leon yeah. Rose has been, when they acquired him, there's no way he was like, guess what? We They think it's just a throw-in. Now we have the talents of one precious Achua. There's no way I believe that. They got lucky. His first four games as a Nick, he played a total of 41 minutes. Which is probably more than you thought he might play in, in four games anyhow. Yeah, well, I mean, because 41, I mean, it's almost like a full game. You're like, geez, even though it was spread out over four, I mean, that's a lot. Right, but you didn't expect him to be getting 10 minutes a game. You no. expect You expected precious Achua to be getting Malachi, Malachi what's-his-name minutes. <laughs> Flynn, Dave. <laughs> right. Flynn. Right. <laughs> He's an Irishman, Malachi Flynn. Um, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And thank goodness they got this guy, because where would they be without him? Well, I mean, not, not where they are, I'll tell you that. And, and you know what else is... is these are great problems to have. What do you do down the road? You worry well, about uh, it then. Well, no, I know, and, and it's great, but it's like you're going to get Robinson back at some point, Hartenstein back at some point, Ananobi back at some point, Randall back at some point. Does that mean that Achua doesn't play at all? Or does it mean that he's done so much now that when we actually wind up there, he's, still, he's now bought himself some playing time? Well, the difference is, is I think you have to look specifically with the team and, and Tibbs. Tibbs is not a guy who normally is going to have a deep rotation anyway. So, unfortunately, yes, somebody's minutes are going to have to be a casualty here. I, 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 if it's precious, so be it. But they're going to play the best guys. But it's like with starting pitching in baseball. You say you can never have too much pitching. You can never have too much depth, especially if you're a team now that thinks you could go deep into the playoffs. Uh, Carl in Queens. Hi, Carl. Hey, guys. I just got back a few hours ago from the game. Dave, there is nothing better than waving at all those Philly fans with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter and you look around and it's just Nick fans. If I had to describe it, probably 35% Nick fans. But, uh, Dave, you mentioned it. We came out gunning, set the tempo the whole game. But um, I, I just wanted to talk about Tyrese Maxey. Guys, first time I've seen him live, he is special. I could not believe they went away from him in the fourth quarter. I have no idea why, but he was balling, man. Carl, real quick, you, so you said you went to the game last night? Yes, sir. Where, where were you sitting? Um, the, the upper 200s. Do, do they still, because I haven't been to that arena in a long time, do they still have the binoculars, like, attached to underneath the seat in the upper tank there? Uh, I did not notice. It was, it's not that bad. Uh, is that a thing? Are you serious? That's a, I was there 20 years well, ago, what, probably. What do they have? They, like, underneath the seats. In the upper 
upper tier at the at the Wells Fargo Center, at least the last time I was there, and it was, like I said, 20 years ago. They had almost like binoculars attached to the bottom of the seat, but you had to pay for them, like if you wanted to use them. And they were almost on like a long kind of like attachment. <laughs> That's bizarre. And you I never know how far away they got 200 seats. What's that? I'm sorry. The car we got uh, yeah. we got to run. Thanks, thanks for the call. How far away are these 200 seats? You need binoculars. Maybe they were just being kind to the uh, patrons. And hey, no, if they were kind to the patrons, they, it would be free. Well, it's a money making venture. Oh, of course. Like seriously, there was like they were covered. Like you guys probably look it up online or something. They was like covered by like plastic underneath the seat, and if you wanted to use them, you had to like pay for these things. It's weird. Um, Very weird. Anita Marks going to be live from the park at UBS Arena tomorrow, February the 24th, starting at noon before the Islanders matinee matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Join the New York Islanders for every thrilling matchup in March. Take advantage of very special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for all the exciting action on the ice. Get your tickets today at NewYorkIslanders.com slash March. We take a break. We come back and kind of like we feared, the Mets and the injury bug. And it's next on 98.7 ESPN. And now a word from True Green. Are you ready to elevate your lawn game without breaking the bank? True Green has been the trusted choice for over 2 million homeowners for over 55 years. Now, visit TrueGreen.com today and discover the easiest and most affordable way to achieve a pro-level lawn fully guaranteed. Plus, enjoy True Green's verified price matching, ensuring you get the best lawn for the best price. Visit TrueGreen.com and transform your lawn effortlessly. That's TrueGreen.com. Your dream lawn is just around the corner. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.